Okay. I'm not that tall. Morning, church. How y'all feeling? All right, that projector is like right in my eyes, like right there. I'm at the move to the side. Is that okay? Damon, is that fine? I got permission? Slide over? Thank you. All right, here we go. This is good. This is good. How y'all feeling? Y'all ready for Thanksgiving? Oh, y'all sound quiet. Y'all ain't that ready? Y'all aren't going to Cynthia's house? Like, everybody isn't going over there? Like, they're not doing Sam and Cynthia? Man. <laughs> don't do that. Please don't do that. Be like, Paris invited. She is my discipling partner, and I will get in trouble. Please. <laughs> nah, so. We gonna, I sent you. Now, don't tell her that. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Here we go. We're going to jump into this topic. I don't know what she's talking about. We're going to do this <laughs> So today, church, I'm going to talk about one of the ugliest words in the Bible, in the, in the dictionary. I will say that. This word is so ugly that I guarantee if someone calls you this, you will get so offended. Especially if someone that you love. You will get so offended, you will struggle. Right? Y'all ready for the word? Ungrateful. Anyone ever been called ungrateful? How many of y'all don't call somebody ungrateful? I know everybody put their hand up. Look at y'all. <laughs> everybody called somebody ungrateful. We show it right now. You want to start a fight with your husband? You want to start a fight with your wife? You want to start a fight with a good friend, roommate? You go, you turn to him and be like, you so ungrateful. You got to do the face, too. You got to do the face like, I'm grateful. You know what I mean? You got you to put it all in there. Just add it in. You so ungrateful. That causes drama instantaneously, right? Now, why is it? Why do we struggle with this so much? What, what, what causes it? I think there's a lot of things that cause it because I think that generally we don't consider ourselves to be ungrateful people, right? We tend to think that we're a very grateful bunch of folks in here, right? Who are you to call me ungrateful, right? We have these feelings. We think that we're very grateful. I think the reason we get so defensive is because we feel like we're being accused of not feeling or thinking something. That tends to be it. When someone's like, oh, you're ungrateful, right? Well, you're accusing me of not feeling or thinking something. But here is the shocking reality of ungratitude. And being ungrateful. See, it's not like any other sin. It's not like any other sin. Sex outside of marriage is obvious, right? We know that's wrong. We see that in the Bible. It's clear. If you don't get it, you just get with me. You get with Sam. We'll definitely, especially Sam, he'll definitely help you out with that. Murder is obviously wrong. It's obviously a sin. We don't need to debate that. It's clear in the Bible. We understand that even if you don't believe the Bible, you get that that's a bad thing. Lying is obviously wrong. Even if you don't believe the Bible, you don't want no one lying to you. You might lie, but you don't want nobody lying to you, right? Y'all laughed at that. Y'all are funny. <laughs> you know, like we, we see these things. They're real obvious. It's clear to see when these things are going on. We know that these are wrong things, right? Even characteristics like pride. It's kind of easy to see that that's, that's a, we, you could tell, you know what pride looks like, right? Even if you're being prideful, you kind of tell, all right, I know, I'm kind of, I'm getting there, right? I'm over the, over the hump. But ungratefulness, it masks itself 
in what's felt versus what's being expressed. And this is where it's difficult to tell because that's something very hard to see. It's really hard to see that. Because you might be feeling some real genuine, genuine things in your heart, but then you turn around and you're really not expressing these things. And so people can't really tell what you're feeling, but they definitely can see what you're doing, right? See, when we are called out for being ungrateful, we recall all of our feelings and thoughts about a situation and a person, but that person that called us ungrateful is waiting for an action, right? They're like, they're waiting for you to do something. This is why you could spend your whole life being an ungrateful person and never even know it. Never even know it. So here we go. This is important because first and foremost, gratitude generates generosity. This is the time of year. Thanksgiving is the time where we are all about what? Giving, right? And being thankful, right? So it's like, man, this is the time where we're, you know, everybody wants to say thank you now. You know what I mean? It's just coming. We're, we're in that zone. We all, and we all know what it feels like when someone tells you thank you for something that you're doing, right? And we all know what it feels like when someone does not say thank you for something that you do, right? Oh, y'all know that feeling. Y'all done probably told some people about themselves too, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you hold the door open for somebody and they just walk through. How'd that make you feel? See, that means you're doing it for rewards, church. That's not the right reason, okay? That's not the right reason. Now, it's funny because uh, my son, Sean, we had a doctor's appointment for both him and Amina. And um, they both had to get shots this appointment. I don't know why we scheduled a shot appointment at the same day for both the kids. You know what I mean? Like, that's just was a tough thing. But here's the thing that was even tougher. Sean actually didn't just have to give a shot. He had to draw blood. They had to draw blood. And so I, don't, I wasn't really thinking how difficult this was. Now, look, real talk, I, I, how many of y'all don't like needles? Okay, all right, all right. So y'all go there. I can't stand needles, okay? And they, I had to sit and hold my son as they, you know, when, when you're getting a shot, a shot's one thing because the needle goes in, pump and comes out, right? But when you're drawing blood, that needle goes in and it has to stay there. That's some crazy stuff. Like, it literally stays right in there. So, you're talking about a three-year-old that has to sit there with a needle in him and his father's holding him. And now my son's looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, what are you... And so, and now these, it's such, it was such a crazy situation. They, they stuck him one time. It didn't work. They had to take it out. They had to stick him again in the other arm. It didn't work. They had to take it out. And my son is going crazy. Cra- and I'm like having to restrain him. I'm like, Sean, you got to be brave. You got to be. And I'm looking like, I don't even want to be brave. You know, I'm struggling. <laughs> I can't be brave right now. I'm really telling myself this, Paris. You got to be brave. You know, like, and I'm, I mean, he is. And I'm like holding his arm. And we're, I'm like, we're tying him down like he's an animal here. Like. And I'm looking at these, they're like, y'all crazy. You know, I'm struggling with bitterness in my heart. You know what I mean? Like, I'm having these feelings or these ladies that they just trying to do their job, right? You know, and so it was so bad. They had to send us downstairs to professionals to really, like, still. And he, I'm like, Sean, you know, 
we got to go downstairs, and they're going to have to try again. And, I mean, this boy, he knew exactly what I was talking about. I mean, he, he was like, why? Why? No. Like, and he's, like, literally trying to, like, plead his case to me, you know? I'm like, look at this guy. Like, I can't. He's articulated himself so well, you know? Like, so we go down, and so we're, we're down here, and, I mean, we sit down in there. The nurse comes in. He goes through it, panicking, crying. And I'm like, man, I'm like, look, Sean, look, I, I just, I had to be on, like, look, we both scared, all right? I'm going to be honest with you, okay? <laughs> this ain't any easier for me than it is for you, okay? It's hard, but you got to be brave. I got to be brave. We could do this, you know? Matter of fact, look, if you do this, we'll go to McDonald's. I don't know what it is about McDonald's and kids, <laughs> but McDonald's changes everything, right? Like, it's like, it's the, it's the golden rule. Like, it's like, okay, like, a child will endure some crazy stuff for a happy meal, you know what I mean, like, it blows my mind, and so, you know, we, we sit down, and I'm like, so, when I, once I say that, it's like, okay, yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> and so they sit there, and, you know, the nurses did a great job, and, you know, they're taking it, but, you know, it's a process, and so he, he'll, he'll do it, and he'll look, he, ah, ah, <laughs> that's how he was going. So afterwards, we did it. Great. We're congratulating him. The nurse is like, so you're going to McDonald's. Can we get some fries? And he's like, no. You know what I mean? He tells the nurse, no. This is not for you. We end up going to McDonald's. I take him to McDonald's afterwards, and we get him his Happy Meal, and he sees his toy, his little troll toy, and he's like, Daddy, thank you for being brave. Here's your toy. And I'm like, oh, this kid, you know what I mean? This, you're a good kid, you know? And so I took the toy, you know what I mean? Because I deserved it. I needed that toy because I had to be brave, you know? But here's the deal. I'm not talking about the toy. I want us to focus on the aspect that he said thank you, and it makes you feel good. When someone says thank you, gratitude is a beautiful thing. It's huge. It helps us. We feel it. It's so encouraging when we see it, you know? And so what I want to help us to catch is that the power of gratitude is unmeasurable if we can learn to use it. But if not, it can destroy everything. Ingratitude can shut down a relationship. It can shut down a relationship. We can all think about a relationship that used to be warm and full of life. It was great. It was awesome. And it shut down because the person was not grateful. And because of their ingratitude, you don't feel like being a very generous person with them anymore. You don't want to be generous with your time. You don't want to be generous with your passion, your talents, or whatever that someone expects from you. But like I said, gratitude generates what? Generosity. It does. You know, this problem of ingratitude honestly could be at the epicenter of a lot of our relational issues. A lot of our relational struggles between co-workers, friends, children, parents, your spouse, it's there. So we're going to park in a scripture real quick, and we're really going to dissect this bad boy, okay? Luke 17, verse 11. Luke 17, verse 11. All right? Y'all there? All right, so the Gospel of Luke, 
the writer, he writes this. He says, now on his way to Jerusalem, we're talking about Jesus. He's traveled. Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Now, as he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. And they stood. What happened? Y'all good? Oh, okay, good. Um, yeah, yeah, verse 11. So I didn't say that. I apologize. I apologize. 1711. 1711. But now I'm in verse 13. All right. So. <laughs> they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. I want y'all to catch this because as I was reading, it's just funny because whenever you see, and throughout Luke, you see this little caveat kind of added into the scripture. Uh, about Jesus being on his way to Jerusalem. Now, Jesus being on his way to Jerusalem, what's waiting for him in Jerusalem? Death. The cross. The cross is waiting for him in Jerusalem. So this journey that Jesus is taking is basically a death march. So whenever you see this, when you're going through the Gospels, that, you know, on his way to Jerusalem, really, I mean, in the back of your mind, you've got to have this Man, he's on his way to his death, and he knows it. You know what I mean? He, he knows this. He's on his way to his death. Now, leprosy. Here, leprosy, as for those who don't know, is a, is a skin disease that eats away at the uh, skin tissue. Uh, I was going to show a picture. So close to Thanksgiving. Not going to do that, but it's very hard to look at. Uh, it really damages and destroys the skin. And so, um, basically, when you have this disease, you are labeled as an outcast from society, period. Um, you're a religious outcast where you couldn't go to the temple and worship in fear of infecting others. You're also a social outcast where you couldn't be part of the community and your only friends were other leopards. Your only friends were other leopards. You left your family, your children, your parents, anyone you knew before, you would never, ever see them again. They had to ring a bell and yell, saying that, that they're coming and that they are unclean so that people knew in advance and at a distance to step away, get out the way, they're coming. What does this do for your self-esteem? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's demoralizing. So they're crying out to Jesus, begging for mercy. Starting in verse 14, it says, When he saw them, he said, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, what happened? They were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. Now, this is crazy. This is crazy because... When a leper realizes that their leprosy is going into remission, you know, Luke, I mean, Leviticus, you could check this out, verse 13 and 14 gives a bunch of instructions on what's supposed to happen. But, you know, they go to the priest, they show themselves as clean, they declare themselves as clean. Now, this is odd because Jesus told them to go to the priest, but typically you only go to the priest once you see that you're clean. Jesus told them to go to the priest before they were clean. Did y'all catch that? 
And he's like, you know, I want y'all to go, go, go to the free show yourself is clean. Matter of fact, catch this. Jesus also said this at a distance as well. He says, he yelled out to go to the priest. It's kind of like he's on his way. Go to the priest to show yourself as clean. Now, that journey to the temple, we don't know how long that was. Some estimate that that probably could have been a day's journey for these leopards to go to the temple to show themselves as clean. Now, he didn't just, it's weird because there's a lot of other times in the Bible where Jesus just healed people on the spot. Y'all notice that? He's like, you know, he just healed this person, picked up mud, healed somebody, spit in the mud, healed them. Like, it's a lot of cases. So Jesus had the power to heal him instantly, right? Heal all ten of them instantly. But this situation, he didn't do that. The question we have to ask ourselves is why? Why didn't he do that? Why did he choose to go this route with these people? See, Jesus is asking them to do what he asked us to do. And that's to walk by faith. So these ten men had to walk by faith. Especially with their healing and the process it took. Taking God at his word and obeying him. Taking God at his word and obeying him. This in of itself is a hard thing to do, right? Taking God at his word and obeying him. That's not easy. Jesus is telling them to go back into the town where you have been condemned to not come. Go back to the synagogue that you have been condemned to not return to. And show yourself as healed. That takes a lot of courage. Takes a lot of faith. Because there is no guarantee that this was going to work. None. But there is a guarantee that if this does not work, the ridicule, the shame, the people hiding their faces, hiding the faces of their children was coming. If this did not work. Now, did they all do it? Were they all healed? which shows that they all had faith, right? All ten of them had faith in Jesus. They believed, they trusted him. But here's the thing, church, was their faith complete? No. Verse 15, it says, One of them, when he saw... He was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. And it says, and he was a who? Samaritan. Verse 17, it says, Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed? We're not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. One came back mid-journey, ran back to Jesus and thanked him. And his gratitude revealed that his faith was what? Complete. His gratitude revealed that his faith was complete. See, I don't think there's anyone in here that could say with a straight face, 
that God has done nothing in their lives. Matter of fact, you probably wouldn't be in here if that was your perspective or mindset. If you're in here, the very mindset, the reason you're in here is because, yeah, you, you believe God has shown and done some incredible or something incredible in my life. My question is, are you thanking him? You know, side note, this man wasn't a Jew. He was a Samaritan. That's like saying the nine others were Christian and the one that came back was an atheist. The the one that returned was an atheist. The other nine were Christians and the one that came back was an atheist and he says, thank you. I mean, I just want to put it into perspective for us to kind of be able to capture why, why was that Samaritan statement so big? You know what I mean? Like the one that comes back is the one that we wouldn't have expected. The one that probably would have justified and given the credit to something else. This one came back. This little point was big because the other guys were Jews. They were chosen people, entitled people, religious people. I always say this. The people that murdered Jesus wasn't the sinners. It was the religious folks that murdered Jesus. You know, so, see, it's easy for us to say, those other nine, man, we could destroy them, right? Such losers. Ungrateful. Look at them. Didn't even come back and say thank you to Jesus. How could, what? <laughs> I would have, you know, if it was me, I would. I praise the Lord all day. Hallelujah, right? You know what I mean? Like, we can, we can super, we can really get in there. Jesus gave them back everything. Family, friends, jobs, life, everything. Verse 9 says, nine went on their, another translation says, nine went on their merry way and only one returned. The funny thing about this story is, we wouldn't see this story as a story of ingratitude if all ten stayed away. Y'all think about that? What if all ten just left, like never came back? The one joined the other ten, never returned. Then this story would have just been what? Another miracle. Another one of Jesus' miracles. Because look, if you read through the Bible, Jesus hit a lot of people. Did they all come back and be like, thank you, Jesus? No. Right? They didn't all come back. This story would have just passed on by. I was reading this, and I'm like, you know what? I, I was laughing because I was like, if that one, that one person ruined it for the rest of the nine. <laughs> I bet for history now, those other nine are like, why did you do that? You just had to be Mr. Goody Two-Shoe. You know what I mean? Gone back there. And, like, he, he literally messed it up for them. He messed it up. Because in all actuality, you know, we see this. And here's why we see this throughout the gospel. Jesus heals tons of people. They don't come back. You know, it's just another story, another healing. Jesus is great, right? But here's why this is crazy. Because most people in the gospels do exactly what we do every day, church. They do exactly what we do. Let's keep it 100. Sometimes we could take our toys and run. We could take the blessing and run with it. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 
Man, you delivered me from this. That's amazing. And we just go on our mighty way. Man, you blessed me with this job. Thank you, God. And we just get consumed in the job, right? We just bless you with this relationship. Thank you, God. And we get consumed in that relationship, right? We just go. We acknowledge him, right? Thank you, Jesus. We pray for our food. We do all the good stuff, right? But we just take the blessing. We take the toys and we run with it. And you almost can't blame them, right? Look at y'all. Y'all like, no, we blame them. We blame them. Nah, we... You know, think of this. They were leopards. We don't know how long they were living in this state. Right? Let's paint the case for them. They haven't seen their families in how long? Years, probably. Haven't seen their families. Have never hugged their children. Never seen their skin. Normal probably forgot what normal skin looked like. I mean, look. All right. Let's plead the case for them. I can get that, right? You imagine you never, you, you just been away from your children, your family, all that. What do you, what's the first, what's the thing you were thinking about the whole time while you were in the leprosy camp? Your family, right? Then you get an opportunity to see them. What you gonna do? It's hard to blame them, right? We wouldn't have seen this story as a story of ingratitude if they all just went on their way. Think, what if we chase down the other nine and we ask them, right? We just chase them down. We chase them down. We ask them, hey, guys, guys, aren't you grateful that Jesus healed you? What do you, what do you think they're going to say? Of course they're going to say yes, right? Yeah, they will resound. Probably a resounding yes. Yes, we're grateful, Jesus, and we're so grateful that we can't wait to tell our whole family about it. Right? Man, I'm so grateful. Wait till I get to the priest. Man, I'm going to let the priest know, Jesus saved me. Right? They probably go back, they're telling their family, they're telling them. Matter of fact, we're going to tell everyone that Jesus healed us, and next Saturday we're going to go to church. Right? We're going to church. Yeah, they're grateful. Meanwhile, Jesus sitting back on his way to Jerusalem like what? Only one came back? Only one came back? See, y'all remember what I shared in the beginning about ingratitude, right? Y'all remember that? How I was like, sometimes it's a, it's a feeling. And when people say you ungrateful, we go back to what? Our feelings and thoughts about a situation? You mean I'm ungrateful? That was grateful that you cooked dinner. I was grateful that you cleaned up, washed my clothes. I was grateful, right? But the other person sitting there like what? But you ain't say nothing though. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you, but you ain't say nothing. See, they have the same problem we have. They felt it. They just never expressed it. Let's talk about your relationships. You feel it, the things that you feel, but you haven't, you know, expressed it, communicated it. See, you tell your boss how great your wife is. You tell your friends how amazing your husband is. You tell your teachers how awesome your parents are. You tell your friends how much you love another friend, right? You tell everybody else. But 
that one person, right? And you're like, I don't want to blow their head up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to get inflated. Right? We have these, these reasons why we don't tell people these things. Because you haven't expressed it to the right person. That's what makes it look and feel like ingratitude. You know, and someone else in our lives is saying, man, where are the ten at? When you come in, when, when, when am I going to hear this? Here's my point, ultimately. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. Bottom line, unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. Unexpressed gratitude is real and it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I really feel it. And if they ask me about it, I'll talk about it. But you don't really communicate it. Now that I have this job, now that I have this education, now that I have this home, now that I have this raise, man, my life's looking real good. I mean, we think back our relationship with God. Some of us could go back and remember what we were when we started this walk with God. Like, we could go back. We could remember what our lives look like. When we started this journey, some of us, (laughs) y'all know. Do I need to tell y'all? Y'all know where you came from, and you know where you're at now. You done praising God for it? You done giving gratitude for it? You know, we're not thinking about who was there when we didn't have the job. We, 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 we give up talking to the people who helped us out when we were trying to get this education. We're not thinking about those who held you down when you didn't have two pennies to rub together. Right? We really, it's real easy for us to take a blessing and move forward and totally forget. Again, unexpressed gratitude communicates in gratitude. And honestly, church, it's almost impossible to see. It really is. It's almost impossible to see. These men are looked at as ungrateful right now. Not because they didn't feel it, but because they didn't show it. How are you doing today with this? You know, we're in the season of giving thanks, being grateful. How are you doing in exposing and expressing gratitude? You know, unexpressed gratitude, church, is a form of rejection. It's a form of rejection. You know, how many of y'all going to be throwing down this Thanksgiving? We got, we got some cooks in the house. Some people going to be cooking a little something, something. Okay, that means the rest of y'all going to be doing what? Look at y'all. And that's like a majority. Y'all some... Man, something wrong. We need to do a whole nother lesson here. Because I saw about 10 people in an auditorium of about 500 that put their hands up that you could. Tell me this. Are y'all even going to bring something? Show me if you're going to bring something. Can I at least see that? Maybe That ain't even half. Like, what's going on? All right, y'all need this lesson, okay? <laughs> Man, but y'all all threw your hands up to eat. Y'all some strugglers, church. You know what I mean? Like... I hope whoever's in here and you saw that person that you invited to your home for Thanksgiving and they didn't lift their hands up 
you might need to rethink that. No, I'm just saying, I'm playing. I'm playing. You know, listen, people are going to throw down at Thanksgiving. Someone's going to cook you a good meal. You're going to eat. You're going to eat. Now, are you going to sit there and eat and be like, my big belly is an expression of my gratitude? <laughs> you know, you should be grateful that I, that I ate this food. You know, how do you think the person that's probably going to be slaying the day before to cook that meal for you is going to feel if you just come over and eat that food and don't say nothing? Don't do no dishes. Plop your foot up on the couch, watch you some football. Right? Anyone in here ever had them type of feelings and struggling? Like, you just watching them do this. You watching them. That's, see, I can tell y'all angry. Y'all put your hands up high. You know what I mean? Pam was like me. Antoine, what's going on, Antoine? You guys? <laughs> you know? And then we got the audacity to look at them, right, and be like, yo, what's wrong? Why you mad, bro? Like, you know you what know, I mean? Look at them like, why you mad? Right? That's like the worst question to ask, right, in that situation. You don't ask that question. People feel rejected when they serve someone and do things and no gratitude is expressed. It's not just, it's not just I feel underappreciated. You feel like you've just been rejected. You've been rejected. Your mom cooks, your wife cooks, your husband probably cooked. Why y'all laugh at that? Like, that's not real? It's 2016. A lot of men cook, right? Where the hands of the men that cook? There we go. Represent. Represent. You know what I mean? Even Sam put his hands up. You know what I mean? Represent. <laughs> all right? We all throw down. Everybody's helping out here. But regardless of your gender, regardless of your title, if you throw down for someone and they looking at you like, that's what you're supposed to do. How you feel? Really? Y'all struggle with that? Really? You know? Dad, I need money. Honey, I need this. We need that. Sometimes some people can feel like walking ATM machines in their home. You know what I mean? Like they just <laughs> dropping all this stuff. And if you ask your wife or husband, are you grateful for your husband for what they do or your, your wife what they do? I'm sure they'll say what? I'm grateful. You know, but a lot of times we could feel like and we could communicate that that's my parent. They're supposed to do that. That's my spouse. They're supposed to do that. That's my friend. That's what you get for being my friend. Like, you're supposed to do these things. It comes with a pay. You didn't read the contract when you signed it to be my friend. Like, it comes with the deal, right? We feel these things. You can look at, that's my Bible talk leader. Of course you're supposed to host at your house and clean up before and after. That's what you're supposed to do, right, mission group leader? Yeah, somebody, I look at y'all. Look at y'all. <laughs> it's okay. That's my ministry leader. You're supposed to preach that sermon. And it's supposed to be good in under 30 minutes. <laughs> right? Okay, Sam, chill, okay? All right? 
It's communion here. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we can have these feelings like this is what you're supposed to do. When's the last time you expressed your gratitude? Is it as often as you express your need? How often do you express your gratitude? Is it as often as you express your want? See, sometimes we got to reverse this prism that we have of how much we want to communicate. We ain't how I ain't getting what I deserve or how much you ain't doing what I expect you to do. And how often do you tell someone, thank you for doing the things that you're doing? Thank you. I'm grateful for you doing this. Bottom line, church, if it is not expressed, it does not exist. Hear me. If it is not expressed, I don't care how much your heart swells up when you see that turkey. I don't care how grateful you are when you're able to put on some clean clothes that just been washed by someone else. Ah, I'm just so happy. You know, smells good. You're saying that to yourself. Person that cleaned it, like, <laughs> you know, if it is not expressed, it does not exist. What we communicate is that we're entitled. That's what we communicate. We come off so entitled. And that's not what we're trying to do. Finally, church, hear me on this. Whether you admit it or not, God has made us. Like, he he made us. Like, we're created to be acceptance magnets. Like, acceptance magnets. Like, whether you want to be like, I don't need nobody except me. I'm good. You can hate me now. Like, you can have all that, that mindset if you want. People try to act tough if they want to. We all want to be accepted. Again, like I said, this is honest. Ingratitude is a form of rejection. We all want to be what? Accepted. So when we're not being grateful, we're rejecting people. And this is definitely on full display with our relationship with God. Definitely on full display. Unexpressed gratitude will drive our hearts out of a relationship. We may show up to work, but we're not talking. We may come home, but we go straight to our rooms. She may come home and cook, but her heart is growing cold. He may be in the house, but he ain't talking to you. This happens when we do not communicate gratitude. Again, I'm serious, church. If you look at a lot of your relational problems, you can really deduce there is some level of ingratitude, especially if you count the encounters you have with that individual and the amount of times you say thank you. The amount of times you express, you know what, if you're still with them, they might be doing something right. Something, something. Something. You can find something. You know what I mean? Like you just look. So you tied your shoe. Thank, thank you for tying. I don't know. Something. 
Sometimes we just got to dig in and really stop and think. Sometimes we allow a lot of pain and hurt stop us from expressing that, though. And our relationships are growing cold. It's hard to show gratitude to people if they're not doing it with God. If you're not showing gratitude first to God, you ain't going to show it to anybody else. You're not going to show it to no one else. Because first off, God ain't done nothing wrong to you, okay? He ain't done nothing wrong to you. He's done a whole lot of good for you and to you. But if you can't say thank you to the man that ain't done nothing wrong to you, Lord knows, ain't no hope for the person that I know did something to you. Ain't no hope for them. You ain't saying not a word to that person. Because when you are thinking of saying thank you, it's like, well, but they did do this, so shoot. They, they should, they, they better do that. <laughs> you know, they better. You know, and we, we get this way. Look at Jesus here. In this scripture that we read, just look how Jesus' response was. And sometimes I, I, you got to think about this. The mere fact that he actually responded, sometimes I step back and I'm like, man, we forget that Jesus was fully divine. But he was also what? Fully human. He's like, man, where are the other nine at? I think that hurt. I think that hurt. I think he felt that. He felt that. They're out there having a party. The other nine celebrating, probably out there saying, look what Jesus did. You know what I mean? Man, we healed. Turn up in the building, right? Jesus, the whole city away, like, where they at? Because they didn't express their gratitude towards Jesus, they rejected him. Y'all hear that? Because they didn't express their gratitude toward Jesus, they rejected him. See, people say, Jesus knows my heart. He knows my heart, right? He, he knows what I think about him. Jesus knows. He's Jesus. He knows what I think about him. So what if I don't go to church? So what? Jesus knows my heart. So what if I don't read my words? So what if I don't pray every day? Jesus knows my heart. So what if there's no commitment to God's priorities in my life? He knows my heart. He could tell. He could tell. Did Jesus know the, the hearts of the nine? We're wrapping up, Sam. I got you. All right, they said 11.30. Okay, that's what they told me. That's what the people told me. (laughs) Church, I want y'all to hear this. I really want us to get this. Our expression of gratitude towards God. What we show God. How we thank God is not through warm, fuzzy feelings. It's not. If there's anything that illustrates it more so than not, you see it here in this scripture. God's like, where are the nine? Yeah, 
I'm supernatural. Yeah. I could read minds. I'm all-knowing in everything. That's true. But where are the nine? Where are you? When Christ gave his life on the cross, he thought about who? He thought about you. If anything, that's an expression of his gratitude to you. That's an expression of his love to you. I really want to challenge us. I don't know where you're at in the spectrum of expressing gratitude or not, but you know what? I want, I want to challenge you. Take time out. Tell your wife, I'm grateful for you. Tell your husband, I'm grateful for you and what you do. Tell your, tell your friends, tell your parents, I'm grateful for you. And don't get so prideful and be like, well, I can't say it today. <laughs> right? I can't say it today because Paris said it in the auditorium and they're going to know I'm just saying it because... Paris told me that just shows how prideful you are that you can't follow instructions to help benefit your relationship that's your problem you want to deal with that it'd be better to just humble out and be like you know what I heard the sermon and I want you to know I'm grateful for you I'm grateful for you and ultimately As we get ready to take communion, we need to have the mindset that we're expressing to God, we are grateful to God. People never get the roses while they can still smell them, right? Sometimes like that in our relationships, it could definitely be that way with our relationship with God. Don't wait till you go through a trial to give thanks to your Lord and Savior. Make the most of every opportunity, especially this one, to say thank you. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we thank you so much for today. Opportunity to work.